Welcome back to Book Talks Podcast. This is Kayla. And Marissa. And this week we read A Court of Silver Flames by Sarah J. Mass. Woo! <laughs> wow, the excitement level. Whoever's been following for a long time know we love this series so much. We read books one through four in season two. And I'm excited Marissa finally read the book because I feel like I've been dying for you to read this specific book of the series. I just knew you would love it the most. And I was right. Yeah, this was easily, easily my favorite in the whole series. We've always loved Nessa since book one, despite how much hate she receives. I feel like we just get her. Mm -hmm. No, I definitely get Nessa. I feel like, especially with this book, it explores basically people's insecurities from their past traumas. And, you know, like the other books in this series are good, but it's your typical you know, young girl falls in love and has to go on an adventure. And it's just like, you read about it all the time and it's good. But this book is just like a breath of fresh air as far as kind of tackling those deeper, more vulnerable topics. I feel like Nessa just has a little bit more to her than Feyre. I don't dislike Feyre, but there's not much pizzazz to her. Like, she's not like, yeah, she's tough and she's overcome things. But like, yeah, like she she falls in line with the other heroines we read. But I just feel like Nessa, I don't know. I just love her. I think she's different. And she has this like feistiness to her and this edge and a hardness. And yeah, I really like Nessa a lot. Yeah, big fan, big fan. Now, I, I do feel like the plot in the other three books not the fourth the fourth I don't really count the fourth is book. I feel like the, the fourth book is really a bridge to this book but the first three books like I get the plot like there is a problem there is a problem at face and then they solve the problem and there's a war and they go through the war but like this book the plot is all over the place but the character is really what makes it like Nesta and Cassian I love how we have Cassian's point of view throughout mm-hmm. like the entire book where we don't get that in the first three books Yeah, I really liked reading Cassian's point of view. I appreciate Cassian's point of view because especially in, I guess, the third book, but especially the fourth book, A Court of Frost and Starlight, I feel like Reese just totally was hating on Nesta. And and I I honestly think that's why people hate Nesta because they're so in love with Reese that they can't see her differently because he hates her, so they hate her. And then in this book, you get Cassian's point of view, and he is just enthralled with Nesta. Like, he sees the good and bad parts of her, and he knows there's so much more to her, and he is committed to helping her grow and be better because he truly cares about her. So like I said, it's it's just really nice to get a different point of view, and one that hopefully people can still respect. For the most part, I think people really like Cassian. So maybe that can help sway their opinion of her differently. Also, another underrated friendship is as Anesta. Oh, their friendship is, oh, yes. I love it. Like, I think I like her friendship with him better than I like as in Feyre's friendship. Oh, definitely. I think Nesta and As understand each other and they don't have to talk about anything from their past because they just both get it. Like when they were at the Christmas party in this one for the winter solstice and she walks up to him. Well, first of all, he gives her a gift and my heart melted because no one else was giving her gifts. And I thought that was a pretty shitty thing to happen. Like Reese is literally the ruler of his court. She is part of his court. She's the sister of his wife. 
and he doesn't give her a gift. Amran obviously doesn't give her a gift. Amran and her are still fighting more. Okay, whatever. They're not really friends. But then Az walks up to her and gives her a gift and my heart melted. I was just like, he gets it. He gets her. He gave her a, a, like a reading lamp. And then, um, you know, she hugs him, which is like, she never hugs anyone. And so I was like, this is so cute. And then later during the party, she walks up to him because he's like standing in the shadow, standing in the doorframe, like not really participating. And she puts her hand on his shoulder and like Cassian's watching and like he just he knows she gets him. And oh, I love their friendship. So many good parts. This book is really big, like it's Andrew Pages. And yes, I think we've already spoiled things, but we're going to spoil all of it. So if you have not read this book or any of the Agatar books, do not listen. <laughs> But no, I feel like that's a very underrated, underrated friendship between the two of them. I love how, because we read so many, I read a lot of romance books where it's like the grump and the sunshine, but it's usually like the guy grump and like the girl sunshine and they, they come together and it's, it's a good, what is it called? The whole... Like a trope? Yes. It's one of my favorite tropes, but I like how the roles are switched here where mm-hmm. like Ness is kind of the grump and Cassie's like the sunshine and... Yeah, and no, I just like that trip a lot. I just like opposites attract, and I like how like it's kind of a like a gender switch here. But... Yeah, no, it's definitely a gender switch, and um, it is kind of funny. Like maybe that's why they don't like her because she doesn't fit the stereotypical bright, sunshiny girl. Yeah, and and you shouldn't form. You couldn't. You shouldn't change yourself to fit into a group. And I like how she's true to herself. I yeah. I don't understand the, how much hate like Nesta gets. A lot of people did, didn't like this book just because they don't like Nesta. But like, it's a good book. Sarah J. Mass can turn any book into a good book. Like, I haven't read a book of hers that I disliked. Like, I think she's incredible. We know this. We've talked about this. Like, we we rant how much we love her, but. Yeah, I just feel like she doesn't conform. I don't understand how much hate she gets on social media. And I love her, how she made new friends and new family. Like, Feyre made her family, like, quote, quote, family. Like, she calls the inner circle her family. Nesta did the same thing. And I don't understand why she receives hate for that. And actually, Cassian said something to her that I really love. He said, like, I don't want you to change. I don't want you to lose who you are and become, like, happy, whatever. He's like, I like who you are. And I thought that was really special because it seemed like so many people dislike Nessa, but Cassian, Cassian, you know, saw through that and like actually likes who she is. So I'm also glad she didn't change. I forget the quote he had, but he was like, you could be, you could ignore me all day or something like that. But like when I can walk through the mountains in silence for weeks, but as long as you like talk to me after it, like that's fine. And I, I really like that quote too. No, yeah. I, I love the way he sees her. Also, just the smut in this book is just A1. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, the dining room table scene. <laughs> it, it, it makes like all of the other books of this series look like child's play. Yes, yes. Uh, it really does. Like this is this is one of the spiciest books I think I've read as far as like the scenes go, the smut scenes. There are times where I get frustrated with Nesta for like I don't know, like you just see Cassie and try so hard, and you're just like, just just get out of your head, Nesta. But like you get why she like she went through so much trauma and she was so isolated and like she just thinks everyone hates her that like she thinks Cassian's one of them. 
but no, I, I mean, I just don't get why everyone hates her. That's just going to be my take on this. Like, this is why I don't go on TikTok book talk, book talk because yeah. I just don't think I agree with any of their opinions. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this, but book talk is very polarizing. Like they either love something or hate something and there is no room for the middle. Like if you are someone who's like, yes, I like Farah, but I also like Nesta. It's like, you are scum of the earth. You must choose. <laughs> and I'm like, why? Why do I have to choose? Like, they're both main characters. Sarah J. Mass obviously loves them both. Why do I have to hate one? So I know you hate mates, but I feel like Sarah does it in a way where it's not like, I don't know, like she kind of makes it a choice almost. Like, I feel like we have to see Nesta and Cassian fall in love before they're like, we are mates. Like, it wasn't, like, love at first sight. Like, they had this obvious connection. But you get that with, like, anybody. You have an obviously, like, connection with somebody. And then you just vibe with someone better than others. But I feel like it wasn't, like, like love at first sight. It was an insta-love. I'm, I, so the reason I'm really torn on mates, and especially with this book, is because the whole inner circle hated Nesta. And so... Now I'm wondering, okay, was the only reason Cassian didn't hate her because they're mates? Or was it because he really did see something special about her? Because I just know, like, what is, they always say that guys are influenced by their other guy friends. So like a guy might like a girl, but if all his guy friends are like, oh, she's trash, you can't be with her, bro. The guy like, isn't gonna go after her, that kind of thing. And to be fair, though, Azrael wasn't like that about Nesta, so maybe that encouraged Cassian to still go after her, because I do think Az liked Nesta. Um, I really think it's just Reese and Feyre and Amran who had the problem with Nesta, actually, and they're just the loudest in the group, so that's why it seems like everyone hates her. So Feyre yeah. claims she's a great sister, but she's really not. <laughs> she's really, yeah, she's really not, like, her and Elaine both in this book really just abandoned Nesta and treated her like trash. Like, and whenever Elaine crumbled in the other three books, like, Nesta was, like, her guard dog. And then the minute, like, Nesta needs somebody, Elaine's just off gardening and being a brat to her. Yeah. And, too, literally in this book, Nesta's still trying to protect Elaine because they need to find the three troves, the whatever, the death troves, the mask, the harp, the whatever. And Elaine's going to use her power to do it. And Ness is like, no, I don't want Elaine doing that. I will take her place. So even as Elaine's being a total bitch to Nesta, Nesta's still trying to protect her. Yeah, I hate Elaine. Like, I, don't, I don't hate Elaine because I think... Like, I do think they're each dealing with their own traumas in different ways. And I think the sisters are just each very different. But in this book, it really did show a big difference between Nesta and the other two sisters, you know, Feyre and Elaine, because when Elaine needed them, Feyre and Nesta teamed up to help her. And when Nesta needed them, they completely abandoned her. Yeah, it, it just frustrates me sometimes thinking about that. And so I know you are team Elaine and Az, and I'm not. I'm team Gwen and Az. And one reason I believe that they will not be together, Az and, and um, Elaine, is because in the end, when 
Vanessa changes herself and Feyre so they can have Valerian children, she does not change Elaine. Are you sure? Yeah, it just says I did to myself too. But, but I mean, Gwen wouldn't be able to have Valerian children. But I think Gwen's like a special breed. Yeah, she's um, she's part water nymph. Yeah, I think she's just a different boat. She's like her sister had like web fingers, but and I also think Azriel's not full Valerian. That's true. I don't remember exactly. I don't think they explain it in detail. I think we'll learn it in the next book. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Favor would have had that issue if she wasn't like turned herself Alarian when they had sex. But yeah. I think it's so like Cass can have like wing children that she did that to herself. Mm-hmm. Um, but she didn't change Elaine. So I feel like that's another hint of why I don't think her and uh, As will be together. It could be. I just, I just really like the way As and Elaine are described in these books. So I think it was, I think it was the third book, His Shadows and Elaine. So it describes her as not being afraid of his shadows and his shadows like wrapping around her, like they're not scared of her. And I thought that was like this really sweet moment that like kind of indicated they were going to be together. But, but his shadows like, love Gwen. Whenever like Gwen's training, his shadows like whisper to him. Like I can see Sarah J. Mass writing him with either of them. Um, I just personally want to see it with Elaine, but I can see Gwen and I would be happy if it was Gwen. I don't, but like, so with as he like, he is the Nightcore, like he is darkness. He is covered in shadow. Like Elaine is just so bright and it's one thing to be like opposite attract, but like he would kind of dampen her flowers. Like, like That's I don't true. think she belongs in the night court, and I don't, I can never see as chilling in the spring court. I just can't see her ending up with Lucian after how she's like <laughs> been mean to him. <laughs> I can't see her ending with Lucian either, but I just don't see her and as working in the long run. And also, they're just both too quiet. Like, what are they just going to sit in silence? Maybe. I don't know. You need someone who's going to, like, talk. (laughs) People were saying, like, oh, it can't be Gwen because Sarah would never bring someone, like, new into the series to make it, like, as is made. I'm like, but she's done that before. So, I mean, it's it's really up in the air. Like, it could be anybody. I also, though, would like to see it not be a mate. Just for those of us who don't love the mate trope. (laughs) It's actually not. Thinking about throwing a glass. Mates are like barely discussed in during a class, but like I think like um like it's it's discussed loosely, but it's like no one's ever no not everyone's like oh we're mates like everyone just kind of like falls in love and gets married. But I feel like mates are very prominent in this book. It's because like, and I think it's because with like, um, Rise is able to see Feyre in his dreams and it gave him hope to survive, and that's why mates are so prominent in this book. Mm -hmm. But in her other books I think even with Bryson Hunt it's not heavily discussed it's implied that they might possibly be mates but it's like way after the fact that they fall in love and go through shit and like they're in love and then it's like oh we might be it like you know what I'm saying yeah I just like the idea of having like letting the choice be yours from the get-go because I mean I get that being mates at the end of the day is a choice obviously Elaine is very hard against accepting Lucian as her mate and that's fine like I do like that Sarah put that in 
But the thing I worry about is just, is the attraction there up front simply because they're mates? Like if Reese and Farah hadn't been mates, do you think Farah could have gone on and been happy with Tamlin? Or well, Tamlin sucks. Tamlin A sucks. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying I could see a scenario where if her and Reese hadn't been mates, she would have just gone on and been fine with her and Tamlin because she wouldn't have known there's something better out there. And Farah's not. But like, she I'm, wouldn't have because she was miserable before she even really knew like they were mates. She was miserable, but she was she like was, literally depressed throwing up every single night and she would like and she did ever like he didn't take the deal for three months and she was just literally wasting away in that house miserable and like completely forgot rise is even a thing maybe i don't know i i don't know there's no maybe that's how it happened i just don't like the idea of mates and like that initial attraction potentially being because you're mates as opposed to just being like "Ooh, he's cute i like him you know that was the thing she didn't even know what mates were really a thing well she knew of mates but like she never thought it was rise until after the fact like we led it to the part where she found out and she was like in her head oh he's so cute but i can't it's too soon blah blah blah. and then uh she then the guy tells her and she's all pissed (laughs) (laughs) the guy the surreal (laughs) and then also but i feel like like elaine proves that mates aren't just like a have to because she's she's a mate and she like hates him so like i think it's a choice still I don't, I, I mean, it's a, it's a choice at the end of the day. I just wonder if it's like initial attraction is driven by it, but maybe not. That's just life. Like you just are attracted to certain people. You're not attracted to everybody. We all have like certain types and we don't have the same type. Doesn't mean that they're like, it's still a choice. It's just the way things are. I would just like to see a book where two people who are not mates choose each other. That's all I'm saying. Well, Sarah loves her mates, so you're going to have to find another author. She does love her mates. And that's the thing. I think it'd be weird then. So I think for that reason, I don't think Elaine and Azrael will end up together just because Sarah does love her mates and she's going to she's gonna pair Azrael with his mate, whoever that is. She loves mates in this series. Like in Better Glass, it was not this prominent. I do like they brought new characters in and I like how it was kind of a girl power book. Like they were super girl power. They had, girl, they had sleepovers and they supported each other. And she... Whenever the blood right in the end, like Farah sacrificed herself essentially so her friends can get through. Like that's just like the true power of love. Yeah. Yeah. No, I really love their little trio, their friendship. People like hate on them so much. And I don't get it because I feel like they're better friends than what Farah became with the rest of the inner circle. And I only say that because Emery, Gwyn, and Nessa actually became friends out of like nothing there was nothing connecting them except you know past traumas but they didn't share those with each other until later whereas Feyre became friends you know with the inner circle because of Reese and obviously he's her mate she's gonna become friends with his friends that's like a that's like a given so I almost feel like Nesta's friendship with Emery and Gwyn is just like founded in true love of each other um just like things in common yeah I they bonded over books like we like that's what we did I, I've seen some fan art of them just like laying in beds or like on couches sprawled out and they each have a book. And I'm just like, that 
they're just like in the same room, but they're all reading their own books. And like, that's just what friendship is, you know? <laughs> I love it. I hated when Nesta and all of them got like put in the blood right. And then Feyre and Rise come and were just like to Cassie and like, oh, shit, out of luck, you got to go on this mission. Like, I don't care if Nesta's in like mortal danger. Like, if, if roles were reversed and like Pharaoh was taken, like Rise would not go on a freaking mission. <laughs> Yeah, first of all, he would have torn down the world to get to Feyre. He wouldn't have been like, oh, the rules apply to me too. I can't do it. And in this book, he's like, sorry, Cassian, the rules apply to all of us. You can't come after her. I guess she'll just have to survive on her own. It's like, and then, then, yeah, to send Cassian on a mission. I was so mad. Like, let Cassian have this moment to just be devastated. Be there for your brother. You, You call him your brother be there for him don't be like sorry Cass too bad I now need you to do work for me yeah I just feel like we're living in the rise show and like it's all about him always I I mean especially in this book I get that sense and I think it's because in the other books you see it from Feyre's perspective and she's so in love that maybe you don't pick out his flaws as much but in this book you're looking at it through Cassian and Nesta's eyes and, you know, obviously they're not in love with him. So you can pick up on his flaws more. And this book was just very frustrating for me because he is very flawed. And I don't feel like he was there for the people who needed him because he was so caught up in his own drama. I'm questionable about Cassie being in love with Rise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good point. But no, I, yeah, like I... I think that is a point of view like she definitely writes rise in a different light and I and they also say like Christ isn't selfish like he he sacrificed himself for like all of his family but like he was doomed under the mountain to begin with like yeah he he put his family first but like he's still all about him like it's still always been about him yeah yeah he's a bit of a he's a bit of a queen actually <laughs> even with when Nesta's making those like magical knives like I forgot who, who was talking. I was like, oh, you can create an empire with her. Like, as if she's like an object. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, mm, oof. I didn't like that. I did not like that at all. Yeah. Rise made me really mad in this book. And it's so, it's frustrating almost because I loved him in the first three books. Like, I was so team Rise and Pharaoh. Like, when I, when I finished the second book, I sent you that video. Like, I felt some motion towards them. And then this book made me actually hate both of them. I know. And it's like, I don't want to hate them because, again, I'm like, recognize that we're looking at this through Nessa's perspective. And so it's going to be biased. But at the same time, I don't feel like I can justify the things him and Feyre do in this book. Like there is no justification for the selfishness of Rise or like, like even them making a pact to die together. I was like, how Romeo and Juliet is that? Like, are you 14 years old? Grow up. (laughs) Everything they did just made me angry. That right, again, like with the whole like, Cassie you have to go on this mission because me and Feyre sacrificed our lives together like it's just so selfish of them also it makes so so that means in the future if there's another war is is Rice just gonna sit that one out and be like sorry guys can't help you good luck go sacrifice your lives for me also they're gonna orphan their child (laughs) (laughs) that's a good point that's terrible 
<laughs> they make me so mad. I love Cassian. Cassian's really, honestly, the so far, he's the best of the inner circle. I just, he's just so sweet. And he's so caring. And he's just, I just love him so much. And he's been through so much. And he, like, oh. Yeah. And it, it brings up his traumas, too. Because he doesn't think he's worthy. Constantly, he doesn't think he's worthy. Because he was born out of wedlock to a mom who was, um, I think, raped, maybe? Or something? Yeah, I think so. And then killed. They killed her. And, like, he grew up in the Illyrian camps where that was the culture where they did that to his own mother. And so he's always grown up being less than other people. He's never thought he was good enough. It doesn't matter that he won the blood, right? It doesn't matter that he's like the top general in Rise's army. He just still has these insecurities. And then at the end of the book, when Ness is like, no, Cassian, I'm not good enough for you. Like, I was literally sobbing on the pages. Like he's thoughtful. The gifts he gets her are so thoughtful. He's just, uh, I really do love him. I really feel like he represents the best of the inner circle. I do too. (laughs) (laughs) I literally, I'm like teary-eyed thinking about him and Nesta. People might cancel us for being such team Cassian and Nesta. (laughs) I hope if people read this book, if they made it through 700 pages of this book, you would assume that they like, they like them enough to read the book, right? I hope so. I hope people just give her a chance. Like, I don't need you to love her, but I need you to give her a chance. The thing about it is like the fact that like, I felt like Feyre got her in the beginning of the book. Like she loved fiercely and doesn't love everybody. Like she keeps it in, but like when she does love, she loves fiercely. I feel like Farah explained that in the first book. But I feel like in this book, she just like didn't didn't bother to like relate to Nesta in that moment. But oh, I hated whenever like Farah was like dying, giving birth, and like Nesta went to go like help her, and like Rise almost like like tackled her, like stopped her, and I was like, it's literally her sister. Like her sister's dying. Like like let her hold her hand or something. That, that just, I think that just shows how messed up Rise is because like he hates Nesta that much. Are you kidding me? Like, like you said, it's her sister. Also, Thera has forgiven Nesta time and time again and Rise still acts like Nesta's gonna like slit her throat. And I do not get that. They are sisters. Sisters fight. Sisters have their fights. But when your sister's dying, like <laughs> they're not... Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Nesta wasn't going to do anything at that point. Feyre's literally dying. Like, let her say goodbye. Like, what did he think she was, like, going to stab Feyre? Like, I don't understand. If anything, it would have been a mercy kill. But regardless, (laughs) that's not what she was doing. Yeah, I feel like we can go about this book all day long because we're both really passionate about it. But it's a a 10 out of 10 for me. Yeah, it's definitely 10 out of 10. I The characters are amazing. The way you learn about Nesta's, you know, past and how she like develops into who she is now is amazing. Her, Emery, and Gwen are just the best of friends. Oh, and the house. We can't forget the house. Even if she made the house, even if it's a fake friend, it's still a friend. I want a friendship like Nesta in the house. But I feel like we're kind of like Gwen, Emery, and Nesta. Like, we have three friends. (laughs) Who's the third? (laughs) I think I'd be, I'd be Gwen. You'd be Nesta. 
<laughs> I feel like that kind of makes sense. Like Emery's like off in her other like area, like other like with the Alarians. Like she comes uh-huh. around, but like Gwen and Nestor are together like all the time. They live in the same house. Yeah, I really, I really love their friendship. The only thing about this book that I'm still confused on is more because I feel like in the past three books, more was really mean to Nesta was really possessive of Cassian. And so leading into this book, I was thinking, oh, great. Like, how's more going to be in this book? And she was actually like, nice and decent to Nesta. I don't feel like more more doesn't go out of her way to be mean. Like, okay. to Nesta. I feel like she was just, like, not kind to her and not welcoming to her in any way. But uh-huh. I feel like Nesta almost, like, appreciates that. Like, I feel like she sees it. Like, I feel like Nesta knows they're not going to be best friends, and she's just like, whatever. Yeah. She's not going to try and win more over. Yeah. They're kind of similar in that way. Like, not going to go out of their way for the other. But more did teach her how to dance, and they, like, sort of had common ground there. And more say, like, flew her to the Alarian thing. Whenever Ooh. whenever Cassian dropped that they were mates, more, oh, yeah. like, took her to Alarian. Uh, there was like a meme that was like the uh, Archer on sisters when they find out they're mates. I'm gonna need five to ten business days to process this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I get Nesta's like freak out, kind of, but at the same time, just admit you love Cassian. You love him. You'll know deep down you love him. Well, I feel like her thing goes down to your thing where he said, "I'm stuck with you." it was more of like what you said like does he really like her or like does he just feel trapped by the main thing so I feel like that was also her reason behind her fake out but I guess after what like two weeks in like the woods half naked you're just like oh I love you (laughs) save me (laughs) I guess I guess we'll make this work (laughs) (laughs) no I think she loved him especially when like ever um (laughs) I think what what was it like she he was I forget the ending part. I didn't read this a little bit ago. Wherever um, that the the girl with the crown was wearing and she was controlling yeah. Cassie. Was he telling her him to kill Nesta? Yeah, he was supposed to kill Nesta. Yeah, I feel like that's when it really came out. Whenever like love love conquered all and no one was killed. He, he started to like drive the knife into his own heart because he'd rather kill himself than kill Nesta. And that's when she like exploded with like all her power. And thankfully he hadn't driven the knife into his heart. But yeah, that's when it was like, okay, he truly loves me. He fought the crown hard enough. Oh, I Um, think he faked it. He like fake killed himself. And that's when she was so angry that she like burned the world around her. And then he was like, just kidding. (laughs) Gotcha. (laughs) But he was like, well, you literally just destroyed the world to because I died so I guess you love me (laughs) yeah and that's something like I feel like they are both so passionate like um I think I think Rise is very passionate I don't see a lot of passion from Feyre if I'm being honest but I don't either (laughs) but Nesta and Cassian are each so passionate like they're impulsive and when they're angry they're angry and when they're happy I mean Nesta doesn't get too happy so I feel like when she's happy and she smiles it's like a big deal uh, but, you know, I just love their passion. And then when they channel that at each other, whew, oh, man. <laughs> I think that's why I love them so much. They're just, their passion's there. And that's, like, me. Like, I'm very passionate. So I really appreciate that aspect. I loved also in the end whenever she's like, 
I want a big ceremony. And he's like, I don't know. He's like, well, you have these crackers then. He's like, my options are a big ceremony and crackers. And I'm like, I love that. That was so flirty and teasing. And yes, I love that. I also, like you, you mentioned, when she told him, she also altered her body so that she could have Alarian children. And he was like, wait, you want kids? <laughs> he's like, we just, we just fell in love. Give me some minute. <laughs> yeah it's like I I could just see Cassian's eyes growing wide like hold up hold up a second especially <laughs> when your life is internal like do you really want to go that quickly yeah. when you have no death yet, are you in a rush I think she's not done I hope she's not done but like she can't be done like she's left so much unsaid still she can't be done because this book literally ends with uh Nesta gave back all the power to the cauldron except she thinks she kept some of it. They think the mother like let her keep some of it because she can sense that not all her power is gone. So I want to know what that means and like what power she has left and like where that's going to go. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, she can't be done. I'm, I'm adamant about that. I just don't know. We're going to get another book. Uh, I love her front page for every nest out there, climb the mountain. Oh, oh crying <laughs> oh my gosh I love that like we have the whole fairy I'm looking at the, the bridge I mean the bridge I'm looking at the map and there's a whole other like mortal lands fairy realm out there that is just like not discussed I'm yeah. very it's I feel like things are gonna she's gonna bring something else in there I'm trying to figure out the date that it was it was made I feel like they're usually in the front of the book I can't find the date yeah but I think it came out February this year so it's a really good book like honestly best of the series loved the characters loved the perspectives between Nessa and Cassian I just and the message I think the message of this book is so much better than any of the others because the others were really focused on like the romance I think with like war being kind of a another side plot but it was really focused on Reese and and Feyre falling in love whereas this book was really focused on Nesta's journey and then obviously the romance with Cassian was like kind of the side plot like I get that it's also a main plot but it's really focused on Nesta which I really liked yeah I guess I guess we're done we both give this book a five out of five and we are waiting with bated breath that hopefully she releases another book of the series. But until then, we have both pre-ordered Crescent City 2, and we will be covering that in season four. So we're just Sarah J. Bass's biggest fans. Thank you so much for listening. This is Kayla. And Marissa. Have a good night. And follow us on Book Talks Podcast on Instagram and TikTok.